Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. What is up, world? Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast. It's Steve and Justin live from Willow Street, PA. J-Dub, how you doing, man? It's always good to be in Willow Street. What's going on with the Watkins family? Uh, they're actually not here. This is the first time we've... Uh... We filmed here, and I haven't had to imprison one of them into a bedroom <laughs> while we filmed, so this is good. I know. It, it's fun filming here just because the, the audio sounds great compared to you know, our office space, which is big and echoey, but yeah, I always feel bad having to like trap your family in a closet while we record. Yeah, this is good. This is really good. <laughs> I love it. Episode 28 is brought to you by Mill 72 Bake Shop and Cafe in Mannheim, PA, not far from the Men of Iron Headquarters, a family-owned cafe and bake shop where you can connect and unwind Go to mill72.com to find out more. We would love to introduce our special guest for episode 28, Brett Kolomajacek. Brett is the co-founder and CEO of Datebox, a monthly subscription service helping couples rediscover date night. He hosts the Better Together podcast with his wife, Devin, a podcast for couples by couples. Brett and Devin reside in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. What's going on, Brett? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, man. How you doing out there? doing wonderful it's uh it's been a good week and yeah grinding i'm sure as you guys are and um so yeah it's a pleasure to be on and i'm excited to chat with you guys today awesome we are happy to have you does that make you a thunder fan being out there in okc you know it doesn't actually my wife and i are both originally from uh the seattle area and so the thunder is actually kind of a painful memory for mm-hmm. me when the sonics Ooh, left seattle yeah. um so yeah i always joke with with friends that that i'm just following the sonics wherever they go so once they leave okc you'll know where to find me um but yeah it's uh, i'm actually kind of a fan of everybody in the nba but the thunder so people here don't like me that much that's all right as a sixers fan i just like the thunder a lot too just because yeah. westbrook seems to have something against the sixers so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so well I'll, I'll just be a sixers fan from now on i love it works. there we go yeah <laughs> so brett we'd love to just hear a little bit more about yourself yeah, well, um, so I'm I'm 30 years old. I'm married um, to my wife Devin. We've been married for six years. We uh, I'd love to say we were high school sweethearts, but we weren't. We were we were good friends in high school, um, but I think that I was probably far too immature to to date her at that time. And it's probably a good thing that we we both we both liked each other and and wanted to date in high school, but we just kind of never made that connection because I was too stupid. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I always say that God kind of saved that and preserved it for later on in life when it was more meaningful. Um, we don't have kids yet. We have two dogs, Tully and Gideon, and we live in Oklahoma City. And, yeah, just living life one day at a time. And, um, yeah, we, we love to spend time outdoors. Uh, we love to watch sports. My wife's a designer, so she uh, does historical architecture and design. And, yeah, so that's kind of our, our life in a 15-second nutshell. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're about to hit you with take five. Are you ready for it? Sure. All right, here we go. Take five. Question number one is: What is the most embarrassing or funniest thing that ever happened to you? Oh man, most embarrassing or funny thing? <laughs> That's a good question, man. There's been so much. Um, so probably my first day at junior high school. You know, you're you've got like the hormones working. You're trying to make a good impression. You've got like you know six elementary schools converging into one. So you're trying to like figure out where you stand. And the very first day getting off the bus in junior high, I like caught my foot at the top of the stairs when the bus doors opened. And so 
<clears throat> I I like face planted down three stairs onto the pavement, <laughs> oh, like getting off the bus on the first day of school. And I was I was in band, oh, and so I was carrying my trumpet, and it like the case like popped open, and the mouthpiece rolled all the way down the bus <laughs> ramp, and I had to like chase it, and I was just that guy. So definitely definitely started junior high behind the uh, behind the eight ball there. Um, oh, but yeah, that's probably the most embarrassing thing, just just because like at that age you still care so much about what people think of you oh, and yeah. you're trying to be popular and make a good impression and so yeah that was that was quite the day you've re- you've recovered since then though Sounds yeah like, I, th- yeah. I think I recovered a little bit it uh I think it took me a while to get my first girlfriend in junior high but you know we, we changed the perception okay hopefully That's a, there's a message there to everyone else out there if you got if you're young there's still hope you can fall down yeah. the stairs and you can recover get back yeah up. there you go awesome yeah, exactly question number two is what is you and Devin's favorite date night spot Oh man, that is a good question. Um, there's probably a Mexican restaurant here that we go to a lot here in OKC called Barrios. Um, we just love it. My wife almost exclusively picks which restaurants we go to based on the design aesthetic of the place, not necessarily <laughs> the food. Um, so that's probably the place that matches both our preferences the best. I'm I'm a big fan of of good fajitas and a margarita, and and the design aesthetic of the restaurant is great. So it gives her stuff to be interested in as well, and she doesn't necessarily care what we eat. So that, that's kind of how we choose. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Question, question number three. So I know you're a big sports fan. Better fan experience a game at cameron indoor or CenturyLink field oh man you're putting me on the spot all the seattle people are gonna hate me for this answer (laughs) um but i gotta say cameron indoor man it's uh it was i mean partially for me it was the nostalgia too like growing up i was a big duke fan um love coach k and always wanted to go to a game at cameron indoor so for me, that's a little bit of like built up excitement and, and a long time coming of, of a dream of seeing a game there. And I got to do that last year. So, um, yeah, I would say Cameron Indoor, but CenturyLink is obviously like it's tough to beat. And from a hometown stadium, like you can't really get much better than that. That's awesome. So I apologize to all my Seahawks fans out there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not going to go over super wild. But, you know, Cameron Indoor is like the one place that you could have got me with that question on. So, That's so right. you, you did You did pledge your allegiance to the Sonics and how much you hate the Thunder. So I think you're okay. Yeah, okay, good. I get a pass. <laughs> all right, question number four for take five is what's the best book you've read lately? Oh, man, the best book I've read lately. So I don't actually read a ton. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I don't know if that counts. I know people are pretty split on that opinion of whether or not that technically counts as reading. But um, <clears throat> I read a book, and I forget the name of the author off the top of my head, but it was called Never Split the Difference. Um, and it was just about negotiating tactics. And um, it was a guy that, that came out of the FBI and uh, Harvard Business School and, and just talking about the psychology of negotiation and like where people stand and, and sort of how to – how to leverage um, just some of that psychology in, in business business specific negotiations. Um, so it was really interesting. And uh, yeah, I'd probably say that one. Awesome. All right. Final mm-hmm. question for take five, and then we'll get into the meat of the podcast is what is your greatest career achievement to date? Oh, man. Golly, I don't know. Probably probably just getting a job out of college. I feel like that's like the hardest step. <laughs> um, just like being employable at some level and, and kind of like tricking somebody into hiring me right out of college. I <clears throat> did some, did some work with a nonprofit right out of college and um, that was really fun. And then, and then went on to do some sales stuff after that before starting Datebox. So I don't know, I'm kind of the, I'm kind of the type of person that I don't celebrate like 
accomplishments very well. So I feel like I feel like I'm I struggle with nothing is ever good enough a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a hard time really recognizing any level of accomplishment because I feel like I'm just a person that's not super content along the way. Um, and so, yeah, I would say I would probably point to that, um, but definitely feel like you know nothing's been earned so far, and, mm-hmm. and every day is still kind of trying to prove yourself and yeah. and you know accomplish those things that that drive and motivate you so awesome awesome i love it man yeah. well that was take five you did pretty good awesome that was fun yeah rapid <laughs> fire do you ask those same five questions to everybody or is it different there, there's some that kind of overlap but we try to you know switch them up here and there okay keep, nice yeah. that's, that's fun yeah keep you off your toes that's right yeah right we gotta wake you up because you you mm-hmm. said you're uh you've been traveling and you were up at 4 a.m is that right yeah, yeah, that gets the that gets the mind going. So yeah, a lot of flight delays last night. Got in about four forty five, and but yeah, the take five. I, mean, I need to do that every morning and, and have a team just ask each other questions, get what? everybody sharp. Well, if you want Justin and I to call you every morning at eight, we can and yeah. just kind of hit you with yeah, some pepper you with some questions. There we go. Virtual coffee donuts and take five. <laughs> love it, I love it. Well, we'd love to kind of you know get into. We're definitely gonna you know get into the story of Datebox and how you and Devin are um, impacting marriages, not only through Datebox but you know just your podcast as well, but before we dive into that, I'd love to kind of hear your personal faith journey, Brett. Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in a, a Christian household, actually. Um, so my mom took us to church every Sunday um, and really invested in our lives and um, just led us to a relationship with the Lord. So I would say that my, my faith journey has been one that's been blessed and um, has had a lot of grace in it and that I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the Lord at a young age. Um, so grew up in the church, was fortunate to have really good friends, um, came to the Lord personally at age 14, um, obviously had some ups and downs there. Um, but yeah, the Lord's just been, been faithful to me in, in really allowing me to walk with him for a long time. Obviously, you know, we all have those different struggles and those different moments of doubt and, and things along the way. But I would say I'm a person that, um, didn't have like a defining moment or a defining like, you know, point in time where the Lord became real and revealed himself to me in a moment of like walking away or, or doubting him or, um, kind of ignoring his existence like a lot of people do. But in, in my personal opinion, I think there's a lot of grace and a lot of testimony in, in the Lord, um, the way that he revealed himself to me at a young age and has delivered me through different stages of my life. And, um, so yeah, I accepted the Lord at 14. Um, and have been walking with him ever since. That's awesome, man. Love that. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to. We'd love to hear the story of Datebox, how it came about, and you know, what are you guys up to today? Yeah, so we started Datebox about three years ago, um, and it's kind of ironic. the The initial inspiration for the company actually came from a good friend of mine who who went through a divorce. He was about two years or so into his marriage, and my wife and I were good friends with him and his wife, and. I was a groomsman in his wedding and played baseball with him in college and still to this day consider him one of my closest friends. And I don't, I don't know if he necessarily even knows the story or that he's the inspiration for Datebox. Um, but he and, his, he and his first wife went through a really sudden divorce. Um, and my wife and I, you know, in debriefing that with them, it came as a shock to everybody. And so, you know, just kind of hearing the story and hearing the details of what had happened from, from him and her, you know, one of the things we heard them say was, you know, we just drifted apart and it felt like that we were two people living under the same roof, but we didn't really have 
you know, much of a relationship. It didn't feel like we were married or together. It just kind of felt like we came home to the same place every, every night. And we, we were roommates and kind of administered a life together, but didn't share much else. And so there was, there was some infidelity in the, in the marriage and, and that's what ultimately ended up causing it to, to split up. And, and so, you know, our, our first reaction to that, as my wife and I talked about it, you know, Devin and I kind of said, you know, that's, that really is, we feel like we resonate with that a lot more than we had ever realized we would. Um, and so, you know, that was scary to us because we were about a year and a half, two years into marriage as well. And, you know, here's our, here's our friends that are going through this, this sudden divorce and their lives really are crumbling in front of their, Hmm. in front of their very eyes. And, you know, when we're honest with ourselves, we kind of feel like we're in that same boat a lot more than we wanted to be too. And so, you know, that was a decision that we just kind of made at the time to say, Hey, what's one thing that we can do to just make sure that we're intentional about our marriage and commit to making sure that we don't drift apart. And, and date night was kind of that thing that we decided on. Um, and we just found ourselves in a place where date night and quality time together had become stale. You know, you end up at the same restaurant, the same movie mm-hmm. theater over and over again. And, and the conversation gets dry and the routine gets dry. And, you know, even over time, we found ourselves just not even wanting to do that. And so we just decided to do date night at least one time a month and, and sort of make that our thing. And so as we got into that, we just we had kind of shared that with with some other couples and some mentors of ours and and just kind of realized that maybe other couples would like to, to do that same thing and that maybe what we were feeling and what our friends had, had been through wasn't that uncommon. And so we started Datebox and, and we just decided let's let's build a community of people who are making that same commitment to date night and, and doing it one time a month. And so Datebox just kind of serves as a way, both as a reminder and also a way to make that process easier for couples in the sense of you know the energy that it takes to plan and decide on what you're doing a lot of times even prevents couples from having date night. And so we just thought, you know, maybe we can take that portion of the, of the burden and, and maybe the why couples aren't spending more time together away and make it easy. And so, yeah, we've done that. Um, our community now is over 25,000 couples that are doing date night once a month together. Um, and so it's been really fun to just see couples standing up and saying, Hey, you know, we, we want our marriage and our relationship to matter as well. And, and we want to take a stand and be intentional for that. So, um, yeah, it's really just a, a community of people that, that are committed to that, that mission and committed to their marriages and relationships. That's awesome. And it's incredible to hear how, how many couples are involved. Uh, that's such a great testimony and, and impact. Um, you know, I think, and we've, I know we have, we have couples in our lives that through the years have, have gone through similar situations and it, it's, it's always a way, it feels like it's always a wake up call. Like, wow, are, are we on that same track? Are we, you know, could that be us? And I think a lot of times it's it's wait, people wait too long before mm-hmm. they start asking that question. You know, it's oh man, we're at this point where we're not. You know, like you said, we're we're drifting away. We're mm-hmm. in separate. We're, there's been infidelity. There's been some other thing that's going on. And so, mm-hmm. I, what I appreciate about what you're doing is kind of pushing that question to couples before they get to that point, and saying, "Hey, listen, yes, going on a date is not the end all, be all, solve every marriage problem, but." man, it puts the relationship back at the center and it makes you be intentional. Uh, and it can be as simple as taking that one once a month. Yeah. Like that is actually, that has a huge impact. Because I, I know for me, like I pursued my wife much better when we weren't married, you know, I mean, like trying to get her to, to notice me and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and woo her and win her and all that. And, and 
it's it's easy for I think for uh, from a from a husband's perspective, be like, well, I don't need to do that anymore. Like we're we're married. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's it's so easy to become complacent, and and I think really, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, you know, a marriage or a relationship. It it always seems sudden when it comes crumbling down like our friend's marriage hat, but it, it's rarely a sudden thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a slow. Yeah. It's a slow breakdown over time that that is a result of a lot of small decisions that you made along the way that may be intentional or unintentional, um, you know. And, and certainly, like you said, date night once a month is not going to keep a relationship together. It's not going to solve all problems. But the way that I like to look at it, I, I kind of liken it to you know when you're focused on your health. You know, I, I find when I'm going to the gym and working out, I tend to eat better because my mindset is there. And you know when. When I'm not going to the gym or when I'm not eating healthier, the other one suffers as well. And so, you know, we really just see Datebox as an opportunity to say, hey, what's one thing that we can <clears throat> that we can do and that couples can engage with that may set the mindset, you know, and, and shift how they think about a lot of other areas of their relationship. And if we can just be that thing that that keeps it top of mind, we believe that that other areas of the relationship and marriage will be impacted as well and, and result in a greater um, a greater outcome for a couple. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how how we view and approach that. Yeah. That's awesome. Brett, what kind of stories do you guys get to hear, you know, as an organization of just the impact you're having on marriages, you know, around the country and around the world? Yeah. Um, it's been cool. I mean, there's, there's tons of different stuff, right? Like, I mean, we, we hear, we hear from couples all the time. That's like, Hey, this is really our last chance. Like we're, we're going to try and spend time together. Our marriage is not in a good spot and they're very vulnerable about what they're sharing with us and where they're at, which is really cool. Um, and getting to follow up with some of those couples and, and, you know, ask if, if date box has helped and, and how their quality time together has been going. Um, we've heard even crazy stories from like, man, you know, we, we got date box and, and nine months later we had a kid. So we have even <laughs> like proclaimed date box babies out there that we have emailed in and said like, Hey, we, we got your indoor camp out and we built a fort and like lit a candle. And the next thing you know, little Jimmy showed up. Uh, is that a different no, no level? Pun, no pun intended. Is that, uh, is that a different level uh, of packaging that, that is like, do you have to pay more for that? For the date no, box baby? No, no, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I mean, typically, yeah, we might just get a canceled user because they no longer have the money to pay for our product because they got a kid on the way. Um, but no, yeah, it's just that it's just a standard date, and and I think it's just a testament to like couples taking time to connect and you know and the intimacy that that creates and the conversation and um, you know especially for a wife like I just find that, that for my wife it's it's never really about what we're doing it's just always that we're spending time together and that that there's that connection there and that that intimacy that we're able to draw to um <clears throat> that makes a difference and so we just always encourage couples that like you know there's there's a lot of things that you could do but at the end of the day it just matters that you're sitting and carving out that time together and if if that's your mindset heading into the experience then I think ultimately it's a positive thing and so, you know, we hear from couples that are embracing that and that they understand that and, and really the activity is anecdotal to the time that, that you're able to spend together through the process. Did you, I mean, did you ever expect that three years ago, I mean, 25,000 couples, I mean, this has exploded, right? I mean, did you ever expect that this would be such a huge success? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, because I tend to be like, super optimistic person like to a fault i would say that my wife would definitely say that i like i think everything is going to work out perfectly and like no matter what it is um so yeah i mean that was my hope and my goal and and obviously like you start something with a vision of it becoming big and something that people love and so i think that there's obviously dreams of that um 
but seeing that actually manifest itself is obviously a whole nother thing. Um, and it, it is cool to see couples resonate with that vision. Um, it, it's a really surreal feeling to, to see product arriving on Instagram that, that couples are using and that they're excited about and <clears throat> that you hope is having that meaningful impact in a relationship or a marriage. So, you know, we have, we have a lot of hopes for, for where Datebox is headed. Um, we think it's something that, that couples will hopefully continue to enjoy using, but yeah, it's been really fun to, to see, you know, how many couples have joined our community and, and made that part of their life for sure. That's awesome. Well, you guys, you know, through Datebox are clearly um, impacting so many couples. How how are you and Devin staying intentional, you know, whether with your date night or just your marriage specifically through this? Yeah, it's kind of funny, actually. I, I talk to close friends a lot about this. Um, and, you know, we we get asked questions a lot about that. And, you know, it's easy for, for people to think that, like, because you have this business or you create this product that like you've got it figured out. And I think it's important to know that Devin and I, like we were customers number one, right? Like the whole business and the whole company and, the, and brand exists because we had the problem first. And so we continue to have that struggle today of like, you know, we both run businesses. We both are super busy and travel a lot. And, um, you know, we're still very much a part of that community trying to figure out what that looks like. And so, you know, for us, we, we do, we don't have kids yet. And so for us, it's a little bit easier in our free time to, to find that quality time. And especially now that we're making it a priority, but there is a lot of times that you feel like, you know, you're, you have imposter syndrome a little bit in terms of like, man, there are moments where you feel like you're encouraging other people through your content or, you know, through videos or through conversations with customers that like, you should be making this a priority. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of days for us that we don't feel like it's a huge priority or that we're not doing a great job in that still. Um, and so it is a constant thing. And I think, you know, it's something that you never really arrive in or figure out. It's just sort of something that, that continues to be a high focus for us. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is a tough thing and, and life just gets in the way sometimes. And so for us, we always try and view ourselves just as, as part of our community and, and sort of just another date box couple that, that deals with the same things as everybody else. Um, so yeah, we're, we're certainly no experts on the topic, but we try and, we try and live it out as best we can and, and make that a priority, but we certainly fall short, you know, just like everybody else. And there's two things that, that kind of came up to me when you were talking and I think, whether you know you're two busy entrepreneurs like you guys are, uh, running around and doing business, or you've got lots of kids, or you've got church. I mean, there's a, there's always things that can get in the way of making your date a priority. So one, just kind of hearing a little bit more on that, and then two, even when you go on a date, I know that sometimes my wife and I have had have had trouble. We'll get away with like, okay, we've got because we've got three kids, so we set things up so we'll we'll get away for like an hour and a half, make it easy for our sitter, and then we end up talking about like the things that need to get done around the house like all right hey when we get back did we have we done laundry have you done that laundry uh, no, okay and it doesn't actually become it's time away but it's not really connecting so how do you mm -hmm. what would you say to making a priority for the date in, in the first place but then also when you're on that date what should that be about yeah i mean i, I think that could take a lot of different forms like as far as making it a priority i think you know, we hear from couples all the time that we that, that say, hey, we carve out a specific time every week where it's like non-negotiable that we're spending time together. And I know that works for a lot of couples. Um, we've tried that at times and it hasn't really been conducive for us. Um, we hear from a lot of couples and, and we do this as well where we'll put 
time on our actual physical calendars. So, you know, in, in and amongst everything else that we're scheduling and trying to get done and, and people that are asking for time or commitments or, or things that we want to go and do, you know, in the midst of all that, we try and put like an actual physical time block on our calendars that says like, no, this is time for date night. And so if anything else comes up, we're just reminded that that, that time is unavailable. Um, and so, you know, like you said, when you have kids and stuff, that brings a whole new dynamic that we're not currently dealing with and that, you know, there are things outside of the two of you that can, that can take away that time and there may not always be the choice. But I would say, one, just just apply a lot of grace to that situation. I think it's really easy to get frustrated. And, you know, obviously we're the biggest advocates for consistent quality time. But, you know, we're also the most realistic in that that can't always happen. And there needs to be a lot of grace for both sides of the marriage in that, in that you know, things do come up and things are oftentimes out of your control. And um, the main thing is to be forgiving and understanding in that moment and then make the best effort to find a different time to spend together. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as once you're on the date night, though, I, I think that that can take a lot of different forms. Like, you know, a big part of your relationship is administering your life together. And while that shouldn't be everything, you know, <clears throat> for a lot of times, especially, you know, couples that I talk to and, and experiences that I've heard, you know, a lot of times that's what the wife want is to catch up the husband on everything that's going around in, in the house or in the home or, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to connect in a yep. week or so. And and even conversations about what's going on in the household or did you do this or did I do that, like, can sometimes just bring, you know, the mindset in the relationship to to a resting place where then you can get into other stuff. And a lot of times we have so much going on in our lives that that we can't even think beyond all the responsibilities that we have as a couple. And so, you know, even part of connecting is just getting on the same page about all the things that you guys do have to do, um, together. And that, that can oftentimes make, you know, both sides of the relationship feel heard and feel supported, um, which can lead to greater intimacy, you know, either later on in the evening, later on in the week, month, whatever it is. Um, so I think however it is as a couple that you need to realign, I think just being open and honest in that time that you have together about what that is, um, you know, and also not being afraid to just take that conversation where, you know, where you feel like you need it to go or where you feel like your spouse could use it to go as well. Um, I think constantly heading into a date night, praying about, you know, what conversation is going to be impactful for Devin, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what, it, what emotional, physical needs that she might have that, that aren't being met right now and how can I use that time to best serve her um, through that date night and make sure that, that we are realigned and that she knows that I care about her and I'm thinking about her and I'm trying to be intentional about how I perceive things that she's going through or things that she may want to talk about or, you know, challenges that she's dealing with in her day to day or things around the house that have been, have been difficult for us to maintain. Um, you know, all those things can, can take different forms. I think, I think more so it's just asking the Lord to come in and, and help you perceive what those things are that are going to best serve your spouse or your partner, you know, through that time together. It's awesome. It's awesome. Better Together is the podcast that you and Devin have that you guys just started that in, was that last year? Yeah, it was last year. We we did season one and then we actually lost our producer um, from our team here. So it's it's going to come back soon. But yeah, there's eight episodes on there. Okay. Um, it's really fun. It's really casual. We, we typically will interview a couple and we'll do live Q&A from our audience. So we take three questions per episode and, and just talk about different topics and we get audience questions answered. Um, so it's been really cool. You know, there's, there's oftentimes not a, a safe or easy or unintimidating place to ask tough questions. 
Um, and so Better Together is just really, we've tried to create an, an environment where that can be done, you know, anonymously. You can hear answers um, from experts and people who have, have studied marriage and relationships and, and even just, you know, normal day-to-day couples like ourselves that that maybe don't have expertise but are living it out um, and can maybe share some insights. So, yeah, Better Together has been really fun. We're excited to, to launch season two and um, have some more awesome guests on the show. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's, I love that resource and I love the live. Uh, that's do they, well, I won't get into the secret sauce. I mean, do they, you vet those questions out. Do they have any time to prep or is it like the five, you know, take five, they just shoot them those questions right, right there on the spot. Um, yeah. So we, we will send them the questions ahead of time. Oh. So we have, we have our listeners submit the questions. <laughs> that's um, probably better. That's probably fair. Yeah. I mean, and we made, we mainly made that decision because we wanted, we wanted couples listening to the show to get the best possible advice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some, some people just aren't great at thinking on the fly and and answering the question to the best of their ability if they don't have time to think about what that appropriate answer might be. Um, And so for us, we just wanted to be a deeper resource that couples could really press into and that we're making sure we're getting the best out of those guests in terms of, you know, the insights that they're sharing with those couples to kind of help them in their marriage. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Brett, as we wrap up, can you just tell the listener and viewer out there, like, what is Datebox all about? Kind of like if they would, you know, sign up today, what would it entail? Yeah. So from a product standpoint, I mean, Datebox, like overall, you know, our, the, the phrase that we constantly use both as a team and in our marketing is that relationships matter. Um, and so that can mean a lot of different things for us right now. It means date night. Um, and, and just the mindset of taking back and, and claiming that our marriages and relationships matter, um, from a product standpoint, you know, you sign up and and you, it's a monthly subscription. So you pay 30 to $40 a month and we deliver a date night, uh, one time a month for you. So they're designed to be at home experiences. So it's a little bit of an alternative to like just flipping on Netflix and, you know, watching, watching a show on a Tuesday night, um, turning off the TV and just being intentional and connecting with your spouse or your partner. Um, so you sign up, it's 30 to $40 a month. You create an account with us and you get to kind of personalize your experience. So we ask you questions about, you know, your likes and your dislikes and some of your interests and personality characteristics of the relationship. And then our platform matches you with the best experience for, for your relationship each month, depending on who you are. Um, so you get a box and it includes everything that you need for that date night. Um, each experience is, is typically designed to be between an hour or two. So it's not something that's like crazy going to take up your whole day. Um, but it is long enough to be meaningful and kind of step out of your day to day chaos and, and just connect. And so, um, we have a lot of different experiences. We, we have everything from, you know, a professional sushi chef teaching you how to make sushi in your house to, um, an escape game to, you know, canvas painting and cake pops. And, and as I mentioned, the indoor camp out earlier is one of our popular ones. And, and there's, you know, new lives being born from that one <laughs> quite frequently. Um, so if, if that's what you're looking for, make sure and send us a note that you're interested in that one. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of different things. And so we have a lot of fun with it. And our team is really, really great at creating those experiences for our couples and, and be intentional about how those are crafted and, and hopefully creating meaningful moments for our couples. I want to know how we can get Lancaster on your city list. Yes, that's, that's we the were next discussing question. that prior to having you on. Yeah, so we're actually uh, we're actually launching an app later this year that will help couples curate mm. um, better dates in their city. So awesome. we're even shifting how we think about couples going out um, and doing date nights in their cities too. We're trying to really foster better local creativity. Um, so it is going to look a little bit different than the at home dates in terms of the product and the subscription aspect of it. But, 
um, yeah, be sure and follow us on social media. We're at Get Box, and, and we're going to be making some announcements in the coming months about about an app that's going to kind of help couples go out and, and have date night better in their city as well. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I was, yeah. I was yeah. listening to an interview. Uh, I think it was a podcast you did. I'm not sure how long ago, but just talking about kind of those early early days of date box and you know you and family and friends are just probably in your living room or garage or wherever just packing these boxes that was kind of a cool yeah. story to hear oh and yeah and now to see where you guys are now how big is the team today um so overall we're about i think we're between 60 65 right now okay. um our team a lot of that's warehouse operations so we we do um pack and process every day internally um on our team so i think we're 20 or 22 full time and then about 40 to 45 in the warehouse um so yeah it's been you know three years ago i was driving around as a salesman in my car like spending the whole day by myself and now um somehow supposed to figure out what 60 people are supposed to do but we've (laughs) we've got great leaders and and honestly like you know so much of running a business is just finding people who you can trust and, and who share the same vision as you and so we have an awesome team and and many days it, it feels like the easiest thing I've ever done because those people are shouldering so much of the responsibility and, and really what makes Datebox go. So it's, it's been fun. We have an awesome team and team dynamics is always a fun thing to, to build and craft and try and steward and, um, you know, getting people to constantly buy into what you value and, and where you want to see the company go um, is always a fun daily challenge and, and something that never stops. So yeah, we're uh, we're building and just trying to take one step after the next. Awesome, man. We love what you guys are doing with Datebox, man. You guys are making a difference in the world. Um, it's encourage- yeah, likewise. It's encouraging likewise. to see. Thank you. Yeah, we are we are fans of you. We're following you on Instagram. I know myself personally, Justin. He's he's too cool for Instagram. He's not on there. So <laughs> I'm I'm in terms of social media. I'm perpetually falling off that top step of the the bus. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, just that's 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 my life on yeah, social his tr- media. His trumpet's going flying off. His trumpet's the rolling down the uh, rolling down the bus lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, Brett. Well, it was an honor to have you on, man. We're thankful for just your time. I know you're a busy man, and uh, just sharing your heart about you know not only your personal journey, but you know your you and Devin's passion for you know seeing marriages restored and thriving, and just to hear what Datebox is doing as well. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great to be on. I really appreciate the invite, and uh, it was fun chatting with you guys. Awesome. We're going to wrap up here in just a couple minutes, uh, if you don't mind hanging on and while we close it out. Sure, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, guys. Episode 28, man. That was cool. It was, was awesome good. to have Brett on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're thankful for his time. What's going on with Men of Iron these days? Man, we're coming up on our big launch for the spring, March 30th. Petra Church. Oh. It's coming. Yeah, we're going to have our mentor and protege training here in Lancaster, PA yeah. for what? I don't know, around 250, 300 men? Four million. Four million men, yeah. It's our, uh, biggest, our biggest training of the year, so we're excited to see. Uh, I'm in fundraising, so I tend to exaggerate. Yeah, you, don't, you, yeah, don't, yeah. you don't care about the ministry <laughs> side. You just, you just care about the money coming oh, in. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> for more info on the podcast, you can go to menofiron.org backslash MOI podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, can watch the video version on our facebook and youtube page thank you to today's sponsor mill 72 bake shop and cafe and our special guest brett kolomajcek you can go to uh you can go to getdatebox.com to find out more and find them on instagram at getdatebox or follow brett as well brett thank you guys episode 28 you're out